Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to the Final Fantasy Lorecast, a podcast dedicated to the history and lore of the Final Fantasy series. Join us as we take a deep dive into the different worlds, characters, and so much more. Welcome back, Warriors of Light, to another episode of the Final Fantasy Lorecast. And I am Ben of Tamaria, one of your hosts, and followed by my two other hosts here, Trey. Hello. And Steven. Hello, I'm back. Yes, he is back from a week hiatus because that sick? I can't remember. Dog. Yes, How is the dog? dog? How, dog, she, dog how is now. Shiva? She's actually in here with us today. She won't come on camera though. She's an old lady and she's she's lazy and won't get up, but she's here. That sounds like Shiva. Anyway, uh, <laughs> talking about Final Fantasy Shiva. <laughs> um and today's episode is very special. We are joined here with one of our patrons. Uh and it is our first patron chat and I like to introduce him, uh Highland Cubby. How are you? Hello, glad to glad to join you, Hylian Cubby, also known as Brian. Thank you for glad joining us. Here. Glad to talk some old school <laughs> Final Fantasy. Yes, yes. Today's episodes, today's topic is going over the old school Final Fantasy, which um, going to blatantly say this out in the beginning of the episode. Me and Stephen have very little info, <laughs> very little experience on. So. Trey is pretty much going to be like the expert on this episode, uh, with Highland with Cubby, and yeah, we we know the newer I mean, stuff. <laughs> I feel like you guys probably have you not even got the like heard the the beats of the story from six. Yeah, well, no, no, no. So six, I know I've played like halfway. Um, I guess I can. They did, up till the till the world changes. That's where I got to, and then I stopped playing. Beyond that, All right, like, so you got to basically by. the end. Oh, well then, okay, yeah, then I almost what, is that fair to say, Cubby? You're more <laughs> of the you're more halfway of the point than me. Halfway, they put it the halfway point. I mean, yeah. I I would always spend, and and my I think my brothers on chat as well, and and we would agree that like we we would spend double the time sometimes in the world of ruin, which is the second half. Just yeah. uh, okay. grinding levels I guess I, and getting. Magic. I guess I more mean mean story story yeah. wise, like story content wise. I would say he he got through at least like seventy five percent of it. That's probably fair. Yeah, because like like I mean we're we're diving into it. Like Kefka destroys the world. Mm -hmm. You wake up. You hopefully feed the guy some fish before you take <laughs> off, and, and then you go and get your 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 crew back together and you go save the world. Uh, but I feel like a lot of the story of six is, is built before uh, Kefka completes his mission, and is probably why uh, one of the things Kubi wants to talk about is who is the best villain. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely a lot of like backstory that they get into with uh, with some of building out some of the character development, you know, which I think is one of the uh, the strong points of that game actually uh, is is all of the character development. I mean, you got 14 characters, but um, yeah, you know, funny. that's that's like one of those perennial debates. It feels like is who really is the main character of Final Fantasy VI? Um, but uh, well, who, who's your yeah. vote? <laughs> <laughs> I always assumed it was Terra. 
I would I would say it's either I think it's both. I think there's two. I think it's Terra and Salis. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, Dan, sure. what do you think? Yep. <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, my uh my knowledge of all this is like going way over my head. All all the info I have is all the research that I've done and put into these episodes. <laughs> ben, have you no, played so- oh. 12? Have you? Yeah. Uh, I, I've like played the beginning of 12 <clears throat> and then bits and pieces back when it first dropped for, on a friend's console, but not like actually sat down and like played the game myself. Gotcha. So, because it's similar to, there's not 14 characters, but I think there's, I think there's eight. I can't count off the top of my head. But there's a whole lot of characters, and you can swap them in and out. Like, you don't necessarily have to have... You're not stuck with one party leader, um, Mm. like, in, say, 7 through 9, where you have to have Cloud, Squall, or Zidane. So you're you're welcome to change any of them out that you'd like. Interesting. Yeah, 10, I think you can do the same thing, but you always have the same um, map character. Same Titus is always um, walking around. Oh yeah, Sharp mentioned there's a huge cast in Type Zero too. I think he said there was twelve cadets. Yeah, uh, twelve. I know has a big one. Yeah. And there's quite a few in four, also, isn't there? Yeah, four I mean, really I has. Know, I know that they cycle them in and out. They do a good job of like bringing the the party members in for a little bit and out. Uh, it's not like your typical Final Fantasy most people think of. But I feel like in total, there's quite a few. Uh, if you total them up, I'm not. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, you have the one main character. You have uh, Cecil, you know, who's like your one main character. And then you have, yeah, then you have a, a bunch that kind of come in and out. You have um, the uh, you have the the short term characters that are only there for a little while. You get that a lot, where you have like someone who's super OP. Yeah, like uh, Tella is is the first one, right? He's a sage. Um, he doesn't remember most of his spells, but he has like some spells that you shouldn't know at that time. And then later on in the game, he gets like every single spell, but he only has 90 MP. Mm. <laughs> right. And, and isn't, if I remember correctly, the uh, the spell he's trying to cast costs 99 MP. So so he knows how to cast it, but no matter how high you level him up, he can never actually cast the spell. That's right. That's right. Until it happens in the story. Spoiler. <laughs> and then um, I also think, uh, as you said, you, you meet him and he... You, you said he uh, he's in your party and he's super overpowered, but when you level him up, he levels up super slow. Yeah. Uh, if I because re- I, I I listened to a couple podcasts about four just to kind of get a re- uh, remember because I played it some but I never beat it, and, and I remember the one overpowered character. So uh, I think that's really cool how they used the the game mechanics to help tell the story. Um, yeah. I think part of what you wanted to highlight uh, in your love from, I mean, one through six, but really in particular, this four through six, the, the SNES genre yeah. or generation is how they were able to take the bones they had from one, two and three and just flesh out everything they wanted to do creatively in the 2D world uh, in four, five and six. And for me, what I thought was really interesting in four was how they were able to do those types of things, like limiting the MP, how they leveled up. Um, there were a couple other things. Now I can't remember. I should have wrote them down, but just incorporating the game system into the storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. I mean, you know, the fact that um, they tell the story, like things happen to the characters, you know, Cecil changes his class and that's a big story point. Um, you know, starts off at a dark night, then becomes a paladin or a holy night. Um, you know, there's limitations with Tella and they and they, you know, the 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 spell Meteor, which obviously makes a comeback later, right, in, in many of the, the the further games. You know, that's supposed to be this super OP spell, and he learns it at a certain point. Um uh, you know, the big thing, the, you know, I think one of the biggest things that they innovated in this game was the active time battle, the, the ATB thing where, you know, it's not like, okay, you choose and now the enemy chooses and then you choose and the enemy chooses. It was an active battle. So that was also, you know, kind of a fancy thing that they they started doing. Um, and the rotating party is a big storytelling ele- element, right? Um, 
you know, you're, you're, you have a, you have a big crew and then someone, someone gets taken, you have a big crew and then everyone gets disbanded and then it's just you again, it's Cecil. Um, so that's another big storytelling element that I'm not sure they really did in the earlier games. Um, and is, a you know, where I think, I think in the early games you had kind of a, a set cast of characters, right? I believe so. Yeah. I, I know at least yeah. in one and two, I'm not sure about three. One for sure. Yeah. And like in this one, you get Palum and Porum and Four, which are a set of twins, which everyone who's played Four absolutely loves, uh, myself right. included. Yeah, um, they are just the, the best twins. Yeah, they are. It's a, it's it's a very emotional moment when you lose them, you know, from your party, um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, there's a, there's a lot of those emotional moments, you know, where you lose someone who's who's critical to the party, right? And and they were a critical part, um, you know. The uh, there is a uh, so yeah. so um, in in the Final Fantasy IX podcast part we're gonna do we're gonna do like the basically the start of the game, and at the end of that start of the game there is a scene that is go when you play it you are going to see it and you're going to remember uh, <laughs> Palamaporum and when oh, you, you lose them specifically. And you're just going to be like, oh, this was such an amazing nod to Final Fantasy IV. And it's, it's something that, that it's a moment that Steve and I both love, but it's one he doesn't even know is a reference mm -hmm. and one I didn't appreciate until years later. Gotcha. And that's Very a awesome. tease mm -hmm. to bonus episodes. Just saying. Yes. No, we're gonna put the first one out. That's that's gonna be well. The yeah, thing. yeah, but it's gonna be a bonus episode on top of the standard week. Oh yeah. yeah. And then become a patron, and then you can listen to the rest because there'll be patron exclusives. But anyway. And one of so the that's what I love. They, oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, one of the other things they continued here is they they still have the crystals, right? Which are you know were a big component of the earlier games. They continued that, um, although this time and this this kind of becomes a thing, right? You you never actually succeed in collecting the crystals. You keep failing along the way. Um, I don't know if that that plays into the from a story perspective. Um, just some random things I've written down. I know Sid is a is a big component. You know, he, he's in all of these games. He's the airship guy. He's actually a party member at a time, so I know that's different uh, in some games. Um, you have uh, you have something called the lunar whale, which is basically like a house that you can move around with. Um, that's spectacular. Um, <laughs> But again, I think that that kind of thing, you know, continues on throughout the series as well, where you you have different modes of transportation. You get one that oftentimes becomes like a house for you to, to go around in. But the but there is only one game where you get to ride a whale to the freaking moon. <laughs> That's true. Hey, right. hey, 14 has the lunar whale. Thank you very oh, okay. much. As a paid mount. Do you get do you get to <laughs> ride it to a moon? You can go to the moon in Endwalker. Not the same. <laughs> you gotta like jump off planet and ride it to the moon. That's how that works. No. And that's why the lunar whale is so special and so silly. You also go to the moon in eight, but it's not quite as as cool as riding a whale to do it. So, uh, that, did you love anything else specifically about four before I try and jump us into five? Yeah, you can you can jump into five. I mean, I could I could probably talk for hours. This was my the first big Final Fantasy game for me. It was my first, and and I think my brother did it with me. Our first all nighter was playing this game. Um, you know, I think I was probably 1991, right? So I was 13. <laughs> um, how many yeah, times have you purchased it's, this? How many times have you purchased this game? And on how many different platforms? Five. I just purchased the. I think the fifth time was when I purchased the, uh, um, the pixel remaster on the Switch. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a different story because that, that was never released originally in the U.S. Right. Uh, and so I only played that on an emulator in college. Yeah. Um, not that I'm recommending anyone do that. 
Um, no, you because you can get them now. You have access to them now. But right. back then, like we we read about them. Like and yeah. and sorry to to just jump on this, Steve and Ben. If you guys want to jump on, you can. I'm just gonna nerd out for a second. But like that's how we had to play them. Like you read about them on Game Facts and on these message boards back then, and you wanted to play them too. And I loved Five. I've I played Five on an emulator, and I know it gets a lot of hate. But I loved the job system. I loved the customization of it, and I, I just really enjoyed, um, just all of it, really. And it was just something I could look again, load up on my computer, put my headphones in, pull up my Win Winamp, see what I had downloaded off of Napster that week, and and have a good, you know, have a nice three hour stretch. There you and go. yes, uh. Sharp and chat was saying four was three when it came to the U.S. That is correct. Is four was Number actually again. two when it came to the U.S. Oh, is it two? Oh, okay. yeah. It was two. And then yeah. six, six was three. three. Yeah. yeah. It was weird oh. because the the localization of the games going from Japan to the U.S. was Japanese games in the U.S. during the like, you know, 90s wasn't popular until yeah. you got to like the 2000s. And that's when everything started popping off. Honestly, yeah, I, mean, I forgot to mention my favorite part of Final Fantasy 2 on the Super Nintendo, which is, you Spoonie Bard. Uh, you've probably seen that quote somewhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was the localization error, but it, you know, it stuck. Um, <laughs> the but, localization uh, five, errors are the best. It is. They can be. Yeah. Um, five continues with the crystals, right? Um, but again, you never. And in this one, you, you also succeed. don't get them. What's that? Yeah. yeah. I, I was saying the same thing you did. They're like they break, and that actually gives you the jobs. Is when the crystals break. Doesn't that um, happen in but, Strangers of Paradise as well? I think that's like how it. Yeah, a little so bit. Yeah. The one, how they break them. I and always they get their, their. That's how they give him his power. Correct. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and kind so, of. Yeah. Crystals episode was a long time ago. I don't remember as much. Yeah, that 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 was quite a bit. Um. But in five, so that first playthrough you get, you get so excited when you find a crystal because you know you're getting ready to get more jaw, like stuff's getting ready to open up. And even though yeah. your your party is going to fail story-wise and that sucks, you get something out of it. And like, it, it's so exciting that first playthrough when you don't know what jobs are going to get and you can just kind of, me, I would make it a separate save file so then I could just test different things out and just play around with it. And it was just... It, it was fantastic. It was, I know uh, the story wasn't necessarily the greatest. It was pretty standard, but I really loved the job system and just how it all worked together. Yeah, I see. I see in the chat, I see uh, Mastodon's. Uh, glad you could join. Um, the, uh, um, yeah, the mentioning the uh, the job system is, uh, is spectacular. You know, like I, I and actually I have trouble with. Personally, I have trouble with games that have job systems. Like it just is a little bit too much for me to understand, you know, there's so much flexibility and, you know, you don't know like what's the right job, you know, mixture with it's so hard to balance. I thought this one was great. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting to use. And what I like about it is the fact that when you max out a job, you get like their, the, their max skill. Like, well, any skill that you learn, you can bring into another class. So if you level up a white mage and then you switch to a fighter, you can bring that white mage skill into your fighter and use white magic as a fighter, right? Um, and then when you max it out, you get certain special abilities. So the, the key for me, what I remember was you max out everyone in the ninja class because the ninja class gives you dual wielding and then mm. everyone becomes a dual wielder. Um, uh, I think yeah. the red mage. I think it was the red mage that had like dual cast, so you could you could give everyone dual casting if you maxed out red mage. So there was nice little tweaks like that that made it a little bit more flexible, um, especially in endgame when basically by endgame you're not using job classes. You're just back to the I don't remember what they called it, the uh, freelancer class, and then you could just use whatever skills you've earned along the way from your jobs. That that's what I liked about it because you can kind of design your own party. Um, and have your your casters and your fighters, um, yeah. It was a, and and the story was great too. I mean, just the, um, you know, the fact that they were able to um, 
have all these little little nuances, these seeds that they plant early in the game, and then they would twist on it a little bit later. You know, um, I don't want to. I don't know how much people have played five, but there's all these little twists along the way. When that, and I think this is something I want to get into a little bit later. That at at some point you realize that everything you thought were you were doing was wrong, and it was actually like there's actually something completely different that is the real big bad. Um, you know, you you think you think you're doing one thing, and then and then you you realize you know Galuf gets his memory back, and you're like, oh wait, this is this is bigger than we thought. Right. Uh, I, guess I, I guess I don't remember I don't remember it necessarily as thinking, oh, I was I was playing for the wrong side. I remember sure. it as as he gets his memories back and it's almost like a like an Avenger who is used to just stopping crime and then he goes to the, that big wave in New York and it's like, oh, I I really stepped up all of a sudden. It was like yeah. Uh, Gallup gets his memories back, and then it it went from, oh, we're just kind of traveling around, saving this area to we got to save everything. And yeah, it, for That's for right. a story that gets for a story that gets criticized, I think you're right. They do plant a lot of little things. I think it has a lot mm-hmm. of nuance. I think it's just people look at it and it it doesn't have like it doesn't have a huge huge crazy twist. So people think it's it's bad. But for me. If it's a, a a standard story, if you tell it as good as they did, it's still an excellent story. Yeah, and that's what I meant. I when I said the wrong side, I wasn't meaning the wrong side. I mean, like, you you thought you were saving your own world, but guess what? There's a whole universe out there, and this bad guy's gonna absorb the universe or something crazy like that, right? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, think, I think. Uh, go ahead. I was just say I don't think the games like in throughout the series they don't necessarily need like a big twist like a big crazy twist to be good like even nine there's no there's no big twist other than you know there's another bad guy you know there's ultimately a a, a higher up i think it all starts out like that like i think in most Mm -hmm. of the games like even in seven you start out in midgar you're like all right we're gonna save the slums and then it ends up okay cool we gotta save the whole world um i think they all eventually ramp up to like okay, we're gonna save this little area that we know and that we're really attached to. Ultimately, that ends up we got to save the whole world. I think in most of them, except for I mean, ten doesn't do that. And it's even wrong because something crazy does happen in six. It just I I don't know why it didn't get the same weight that the 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 equivalent of sevens did. Six? Oh yeah, I think it's because most no five. Did. It happens in five. Yeah. Oh. Oh, well, I think it's probably because most people haven't played um, a lot of those older games. Um, I mean, people that I know most of the time they they haven't played. I thought it was five. right. I, I like the. Uh, I I love how it's always they haven't played one through five, but people six is regarded so highly that people almost always go back and and play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the further back you go, it's harder for newer generations of players to play those old games because it's like oh what am i looking at here (laughs) and it can be it can be tough a lot of the mechanics i know people have mentioned in the chat a few times about how two's leveling system is just awful um i've heard that a a few times um i got an hour into two and i couldn't play it anymore two is the the outlier i i would like to say though that two is the outlier of systems that don't work uh I'm not really sure what threes is, to be honest, but I know it's not as hated as twos. And then, you know, four brings the active time battle uh, for the first time for any game, which revolutionized games of that style, not just Final Fantasy, but, you know, role-playing games altogether. And then five has the job system, and then everyone knows about six. So I I feel like they've consistently just put out fantastic uh, game mechanics, game systems structures whatever you want to call it i'm i'm blanking except for eight they didn't nail it <laughs> says I'll you i <laughs> meanwhile i am i'm enjoying the drawing grind and equipping these this magic to to stats and being overpowered you oh. played eight right cubby i played it a little while yeah i never finished it did you also hate the um, junction system yeah it was it was it was weird i had trouble yeah 
it's not great it's just it's it doesn't it's not very engaging for me it's like okay you press this button draw doesn't do anything it you i want some kind of excitement if i'm going to be sitting through a game like that yeah yeah it is i'm not gonna lie it is a, a very tedious process to draw 99 of each magic for whatever characters you're going to use but once you get there then if you can push through that then you're there and you're you're good to go but we're not here to talk about eight so i'm going to try and steer us back yeah. towards five um and do you have a specific like four jobs that you like to use to start off with because I, mean, I just went like black mage white mage and then two of the um the knights that had the um they looked almost like turbans if i remember correctly I mean, to start off with, I don't, I don't know, I don't remember the details of it. I, I do remember that I, I tended to have Bart's be, you know, my primary fighter, Lena, primary healer, um, Ferris would be like the more thief type, and then um, Galoof was a tricky one because you know he changes halfway through, so I kind of would, you know, he would kind of go back and forth between being a fighter and being a, a, a primary caster you know black mage that sort of thing um yeah lena was my white mage uh yeah. was my black mage uh i think actually i had ferris as my my stronger one mm. i think actually my first yeah. playthrough my favorite my favorite uh story related surprise have to do with ferris when you oh when you discover who she really is i can't wait to play it on the um pixel remaster to see yeah. how it to see how it looks because I, I hadn't seen anything until recently and i finally went and looked and the pixel remasters just look beautiful um i don't yeah. i know some of some of it has missed content but i i just i'm really excited to get to play those and on something that looks that good and since we're not on emulators we'll actually get the trophies this time ah there you go all right, so the big one, six. six. It's the, um, it's really the crowning achievement, I feel like, um, for the the 2Ds and really the the SNES system in general for for a lot of people. The floor is yours, Cubby. Yeah, gush about Final admit, Fantasy six. Like, you know, growing up with with two and three, I already mentioned. You know, my brother and I had these at the same time. You know, he's in chat right now. Um, you know, I have to admit, you know, two was always my favorite growing up and, and he always liked three. He always said it was a better game. I fully admit now that he was right the whole time. Uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy six is, is a better game. It's, it's, I, it's my favorite, you know, of, of the Final Fantasy series. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the big, the, I, I think, I think the biggest innovation that they made is at least that. I know carried on from a mechanic perspective is the whole Esper's, you know, Magicite, very similar to um, Materia in Seven, right? Um, the fact that not everyone could use magic, there were there were two characters who naturally could use magic. Everyone else, if they wanted to use magic, they had to use these uh, these Esper's to kind of learn more. Um, mm -hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Um, as we already mentioned, there's 14 characters, but each one of them felt very different. They all had, for the most part, had, you know, stories with them, interesting stories. For the most part, they all had, well, most of them had useful <laughs> skills. Um, <laughs> you know, you you mentioned this, the seven levels of hell. I think one of those levels of hell probably should be grinding in the veldt to get Gao's, um, you know, rages. Um, you know, if you don't get that stray cat early on, you know, I mean, he's he's kind of, he's kind of, I, I don't want to call him useless, but it'd be really hard to use. <laughs> um, but he's so useful. Like if you if you level him up and you use him properly, he he gets super overpowered by the end of the game. Uh, you know, I know there's there's challenges where people take Gao and they just like do a, a solo run with him. Um, <laughs> there's there's other challenges where people only use natural magic. So they don't actually use the Esper system to, to teach magic to the other characters. They only rely on their uh, unique abilities. Um, so that's that's an interesting playthrough. That would be. That, I've never done it. Um, the last time I played on mobile, I I actually 
the, the tendency that I, that I sometimes had early on was to just get everyone to learn Ultima as quickly as possible and turn them all into just like Ultima, you know, cannons, right? Um, and it worked. Max. Yeah, yeah. But I found it way more interesting to really lean into their individual talents and try not to use magic unless I needed to, except for the magic characters. You know, Realm is, you know, she's got, she's a pictomancer, they call her. She can, she can sketch. I found that crap. I think it was, um, I think it was glitchy, actually. I think it glitched a little bit, but she's a great magic user. So, yeah, user is magic. Um, so, so you're saying you really enjoyed role-playing the characters in the role-playing game? Yeah, hey, how about that? <laughs> you know, and that, that I thought was really interesting, too, because they all had characters, but because of the the Esper system, you could really make these characters into who you wanted them to be. Um, you know, Mog is the is the Moogle character. He he has these dances that are just hilarious to watch, right? And and they can be they can be very powerful. But if you kit him right, he could actually become you know a, a very useful dragoon. You know, with the with the whole jump, you know, lances jumping, um, and he could be just super effective that way too. Um, you know, there's plenty of other characters like that. That this uh, this is my request. If there are pictures of Moogles or Mog um, in Dragoon outfits, I want Moogles in Dragoon outfits <laughs> in the in the the Ben and Friends Discord. If hmm. if they exist, I would love to see that. Cubby, <laughs> did you play? Um, did you play six on like the mobile version, or did you? I don't want to say the dirty e word, but did you? <laughs> no, I you never didn't. did an emulator. Okay. Um, you know, of course, I had the original on the Super Nintendo, um, yeah. which was which was a glitch fest in some cases, right? Um, you and then more recently, I've played it on on the mobile version. Um, so, mm -hmm. so I was um, I played it on an emulator on my phone. Sorry, internet, but um, um, there is the what is his name? Is it Sabine who does the? Uh, you have to press the buttons in a certain order. Yeah, Sabin. Right. Yeah. Yeah, trying to do that on a uh, on an emulator on your phone is is just a nightmare. And that's honestly like I I'd never used them unless I absolutely had to because I was like I can't I can't do this. He just is useless. I that's just, the the blitzes, which are which are pretty, yeah. basically doing Street Fighter moves in a yeah. in a yeah yeah. It was awful. That's that's one of the reasons why I gave up on it. I was like, this is just stressing me out so much. So once I get the remaster, like the pixel remaster, I'm gonna I'm excited to actually get through it and finish it and be yeah. able to use everyone. I'm in Steve's boat. <laughs> I, I, I played it on an emulator first and it was frustrating trying and I just ended up giving up and not playing it. So that, that's one that I played later on the Game Boy Advance. But like when I first tried it, I, I couldn't I just couldn't do it. So yeah. I, that's when I went to five, but uh, oh man, I had something great I was going to say and I just lost it thinking thinking about trying to do that stupid thing on the emulator and it was really the best like anti emulator device on a game was trying to play it. You just couldn't do it. So, um, yeah. and they also don't what? explain to you what like what the mechanics are for Blitz. It was just like yeah, okay. You have this character now. Oh, these are his things. I remember now. Didn't say it. it. Uh, so I feel like Zell in Final Fantasy VIII, his limit break is a huge nod to that because it's always press a button and it, you know it's it's very Street Fighter-y. Yeah. As as Cubby put it, did either one of you two play enough to get to Zell's limit break? I don't think so. I didn't make it out of the first dungeon. Oh, I'll have to send it to. I'll send a little video of it in the in the aforementioned Discord. That if you're not already a part of, you should definitely join. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the um, you know the the Sabin's blitzes are are legendary, mostly because you can you can suplex the train. Um, that's that's definitely a meme out there. You know, Sabin suplexing the train. Uh, that's. That's classic. I believe someone said he's the main character because he suplexes trains, and how can he not be the main <laughs> character? That's true. Yeah. All I can yeah, think it, now right. is yep. Steven saying Sabine because I guarantee you he's just been watching too much Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> that may be part of it. <laughs> it's 
Yeah. I think we talked about it before how like all the names and even as we're as you're reading them off like during the lore episodes you're like okay I've seen these names a million times and I have no it was always fun to like when I talk to another Final Fantasy fan growing up and be like oh um, you just say someone's name like Eris and you know how it there's it's Aerith or Eris and everybody had they would argue about which one it is or how you pronounce it in such and such I think it's one of those names for me. I mean, it's spelled the same Cecil. way. Yeah. So I had, my dad had a friend growing up who spelled his, his nickname like Cecil, but went by Cecil. Yeah. So yeah. growing up, I heard Cecil in my head and, and now I've switched to Cecil, but. Are we sure uh, that how these names are pronounced? How are we, are we entirely sure? Because they, there's no. I mean, I've been bullied into it at this point. <laughs> I don't, don't know, know any. There's nobody's name is actually pronounced until you get to 10 and now the seven remake. In the remakes that they did, I know they did a remake of four where they added voice acting and um, hey, really? uh, what do you call it? And, and uh, full, um, fully animated cutscenes. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember where I played that. I think that was on mobile. One of the mobile. Versions. Yeah, it's maybe the, that was the DS. They did the, some of the older ones as like 3D re- or remasters. Where they did yeah. a, a lot more to it, and I think it wasn't I, a remake. You're right. Yeah, it's like a remaster, but they did it in 3D format, and I think they, I think it is the mobile versions. Hmm. I think. Look I at could our be fearless leader wrong. Benny coming through. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not part. No, it makes me oh, sound like I'm right. part of the Marf- mafia. <laughs> Before sure, we dive we into this. Oh, go I, ahead, have Steve. To, I have to mention, Sharp, we don't discuss Dissidia on here. We don't count that. <laughs> <laughs> that terrible game. It doesn't. Do you, know what, do you even know what Dissidia is, Cubby? No. It's a fighting game. It's, it's think open arena Soul Calibur, but Final Fantasy characters. Okay. All right, so before we dive into the spoiler side of things and we discuss how each story kind of does have a, a nice big twist and then we figure out which one we make Cubby rank them because while he is the guest, I, I am going to put him through the ringer a little bit. I think you should probably do the mid-break. I, and this is a good, like, spoilers uh, point. After this, spoilers abound. So, Steve, be be ready to tread carefully. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, sure, we'll go with that. But, yes, let's start a mid-break. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, welcome to the mid-break of the show where we talk about everything with the podcast that has nothing to do with, well, what we're talking about today. (laughs) And if you want to join us on these episodes as our patrons, you can join us on patreon.com slash Final Fantasy Lorecast. If you want to support the show, we have multiple tiers. The $20 tier gets you on the show like we are recording for this week. And you can get even earlier, like early episodes, uh, one day earlier before they go on all podcasters. You can also support us through leaving a review on Spotify and on Apple. If you leave a five star review with some words on Apple, we'll read it out loud next time on the show. As well as a comment on Spotify. Um, normally, I would have, I actually should have Spotify comments, but for some reason, they're turned off right now for some reason on Spotify. So I'll figure that out later. And then if you do want to join us, uh, it's not on the podcast. You can join us on a few different discord servers. We are on the robots radio discord at robots radio.net, which is the host uh, platform that we're a part of. 
as well as our own Discord, which is the Ben and Friends Podcasting Discord, where we have this show, as well as the other shows that I host, the Wizard and World Lorecast, the Holocron Histories, and now the Witcher Lorecast, which I am now a permanent host of. Did you did you notice, Ben, uh, well, this is going to be super quick, did you notice that you start behind the eight ball on Monopoly, the Witcher version, because your team Triss. Team Triss players start in debt. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? No. I'll show you after. We gotta keep going, but I <laughs> wanted to drop that bomb for you in case you hadn't seen it. So what? keep on No, and... I have not seen that. Okay, that's something I'll have to look into. Anyway, um but yeah, you can join us on those Discords and uh do you, Steve, Trey, do you guys have anything else to add? Nope. No. All right. Well, at this point, let's get right back into the show. All right, we're back. Now we're talking about more of big twit plot twists. Yeah, yeah, Cubby, you put in the the Patreon chat that you wanted to to talk about how each game kind of had a twist. Um, is there one in particular that you would like to that you have as as a favorite, or do you just want to go in order? Yeah, I'd say when I when I'm thinking about a twist, I kind of already mentioned that right, where you you think the goal of the game is one thing going going through it at the beginning and then and all of a sudden it opens up and you realize oh like like steve was saying right like oh the bad guy isn't who i really thought it was or wow this this quest is way bigger than i than i realized it was uh you know i know there's a um I, you know I've, I've seen enough in pop culture right to know that there's a big twist in the middle of of seven right um when when something you know very damaging happens. Um, oh yeah, but uh, we're, we're going to hit it again too. <laughs> and I know that's I know it's still a heart wrenching thing for everyone who uh, cares so much about these characters. Um, you know, I think for four, you know, the I mean, there's there's a couple of them, but I think the big one is is when Cecil realizes that you know who he thought was the big bad is really his brother, and they're both you know they're both half you know they're both not fully human they're both um you know lunarian half lunarian and it's really their i guess basically their uncle is is the big bad um and oh by the way the the mysterious light that gave cecil his power you know earlier on oh that was his dad you know um you find out all of these things and that's that's you know kind of when you go to the moon and all of that um just changes, you know, that's not one of the biggest, I wouldn't put that as my top, you know, my favorite big reveal. Um, but it just, it's the first example that I think of as something that really changes the perspective or changes the, uh, yeah, changes the perspective of the whole adventure. Right. The entire game changes once you get to give it that, that look back, that added perspective to it that you just don't have the first time through. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have the big twist in seven, and I mean, I, we all know what we're talking about here. I, but even that, yeah. it's not. I have it's not necessarily. I have something to oh. this rebirth. It is supposedly there's theories to where we might actually might be able to save said person. I don't like that. I don't like it. Keep it how it is. It's the reason the game was so great. If you would Correct, have been able to, but that. we're not talking about this right now, you guys. That's <laughs> stuff for later. That is stuff for later. But trust me, I have some thoughts. Don't get me wrong. Do but, we have to dance so, around what it is? It's it's a forty year old. What is it? Thirty year old game. Aristides. Well, so I was doing it out of I was doing it out of respect. Yeah, for it, Cubby, I but, mean the game came out in the nineties. It's at this point it. like. But but that happens, and I mean for that I guess in seven the, the big swerve is that they're ancient, which is kind of similar to being mm. they're not necessarily from the moon, but they are you know they're from a different planet, but mm. I don't know that that even changes the story like. You know that, you know that Sephiroth is something special. You know that there's something going on. Whereas in in four, 
you don't really know that that there's anything that special about unless unless there's stuff I I, I missed whenever I was doing the research on this. Cubby, am I am I wrong on, or is it really just something that not not in, in Final they... Fantasy fashion? It comes out of left field, but yeah. in, in four, I think the execution is done much better than in in other games. Yeah, that makes sense. They don't really hint at it either until um, until you get the the remaster where they add some cutscenes. Um, in the original game, yeah, it, it comes out of left field, and you really have you really don't have any idea of you know what's really going on. All right, well, you sold that one really well. Um, you sold it better than even even I was prepared for. So I, I'm all in on the four the four swerve that changes the entire story. Uh, five, we 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 danced around fives a little bit, Steve. If you need to cover your ears, um, do so right. now. But, like but this, this one's not nearly as bad as He'll probably this forget. one's not nearly as bad as four. No, it's not. Um, I think the the big the big uh, twist there is you realize that this isn't the first time that this this big bad that's challenging the world has been done. And actually one of your party members, Galoof, is is one of the Dawn Warriors from another world. Um, you also realize that Bartz is, uh, his dad was one of those Dawn Warriors as well. Um, so again, you know, Bartz is not just, up until that point, he was kind of the reluctant hero, right? He was like the, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm just along for the ride, whatever. Um, and then he finally realizes, oh, wait, I've got a bigger job here. Um, you know, I still, and I still think not really from a game changing perspective, just from a, you know, personality perspective. I love the fact that when you meet Ferris at first, he's this rough and tough, you know, um, pirate captain and talks with the pirate accent and all of that. And then you realize that Ferris is a girl. <laughs> he's a woman or she's a woman. And not only that, later in the game, you realize, oh, by the way, she's the sister of Lena and it, she's also a princess. Um, I, I just, I love that. <laughs> it, yeah. It's blowing all the spoilers. Stories. We definitely talked that about that on the early. Crystal episode. Yeah, we, we we discussed how there was it was a separate that wasn't the first yeah. time. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that he had lost his memory or something like that, or didn't realize, or no, he grew up. Um, never mind. Oh yeah, no, you Bart were right. Didn't, didn't know you were right about. Well, no, Gallif also. Oh, Gallif, uh, like yeah. remember you meet him and the, like it's the guy who comes from the meteor, and you go in and you meet him, and he's like. I don't remember anything, but I remember my name, and I remember I'm here for a purpose. And then yeah. he doesn't remember anything until like the end um, is what Steve's remembering. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he also, and you know, just you know, all the spoilers. He also dies, and you know, gets replaced. And then you get his um, granddaughter as his, his granddaughter. Yeah, Krill. Yeah, his granddaughter. But fortunately, she keeps all of his you know leveling, so it's not like you. You know, That's I know, cool. I know a lot of people, you know, play through seven and, and, you know, spend all that time leveling up Eris and then it doesn't go anywhere, but uh, that was me. That <laughs> it doesn't was happen me. with Galoof. It, uh, you, you know, your, your levels carry over <laughs> and that's, and you know, yeah, so that's, uh, it's not as, I don't think it's as big of a, you know, shift, um, in that game. I, I wasn't as, it wasn't as compelling to me as, as, as the one in four. Um, but it still does fit into the same category of changing the perspective of the game. No, and I thought five seemed to be more gameplay focused, more uh, like job system. It it didn't seem mm-hmm. like it was uh, story driven. It was much more game mechanic. Uh, team. It's, that's what it seemed like for me. Whereas the next game we're talking about, it was just the complete package. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Let's get yeah. to it because the twist in six is it's an all timer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're you know, you start off and you think it's you think it's Star Wars all over again, right? You know, Returners against the Empire. You know, you're trying to. Um, that's that's the story, right? You know, these these Empire guys are bad. They're creating Magitech. They're sucking the energy out of the Espers. We have to save them. Um, and then oh. Never mind. The emperor really isn't the big bad guy. Um, it's really Kefka. 
um, that ridiculous over the top jester that he is. Oh yeah, no, he's he's a super powerful. Um, you know, he's super powerful. He's got delusions of grandeur. He wants to be a god, and he wins. And he I mean, wins. He does. Yeah, yeah. He becomes a god. He he destroys the world. He levels the world. Um, and uh, and then you know, and then you start over basically. And you've got to get your your party back together and and take out the not only Kefka as a god, but all the gods of magic, you know, that he's he's able to awaken and get their power get power from them. Uh, yeah, that's that's an all timer. Um, it uh, it really changes the way it opens up the game too. Um, you know, at that point you're kind of you're mostly on rails. I think you're kind of going through you know very very clearly defined path at that point once you get to you know you get the airship in in the world of ruin it really opens up the game you're kind of just said here you go um you know that's where kefka is and you have an airship and you can go get him now uh but you at that point you only have well i usually have four characters you could play it where you only have three characters at that point um because one of those characters is a little bit optional and there you go. That you're just you're just in a wide open world, and you can really go nuts with uh, with trying to get your characters back. Um, so that to me as well, that's part of the problem that I had with it early on. Is I was used to those games that was you know you're on the rails and you just do what you're told, uh, and then um, you know and it's not leveled either. I like that. You know, it's not like you go to a new area and it's not leveled to where you are. You could go to an area and get your butt handed to you because you just don't have you're just not strong enough. You know, and you go try to um, get Locke is the the one that I always, almost always uh, try to get him last because you go into that cavern that he's in. And I mean, the enemies are just, are just really challenging if you haven't, you know, leveled enough. Um, so anyway. So it, sounds like, it sounds like the order for you and for most people is going to be six, four, and, and then five. Um I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, impact-wise, six is the biggest because you know he levels a world. But just in terms of the story, the four, I think it's it's closer than people give it credit mm. for. Just it ties everything together. Golbez's um, desire for redemption. You know, he asks he asks for forgiveness before he, and then he, he's even once he gets the forgiveness from his brother, he still can't face the world and he goes off to live on the moon mm -hmm. and do all that. Like there is a lot to it when you dig deep into the story and you, and you dive in and you're not Ben who just plays 17 different games all at once. But back when this was released, it was, you know, you sat and you played the same game. You know, you didn't have a phone to get on. You didn't have 17 different streaming things. And so people would play these games over and over. So you could have a big reveal like that and expect that the people playing the game were going to play it again and get to to benefit from that. Yeah, it's and you're right. And I mean, there's a, the biggest reason why that was my favorite game, even, even though... Six is probably a better game. Is is definitely a better game overall. There's a reason why four was my favorite game for a really long time, and it's for, for those story reasons. You know, you have the you have the redemption story of uh, Cecil, you know, turning from his dark side, um, you know, in order to save the world. You're right. Then you have Golbez having to, um, uh, to to seek that forgiveness and trying to redeem himself as well. Um, yeah, there's you know. It's yeah, it's just a it's just a great part, and 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 from that perspective, I agree with you that from a story, you know, realizing that Golbez is your brother, you know, this this it, it was it was a huge reveal, and uh, and I remember it being really impactful the first time playing through it. Uh, yeah, it's a big just deal. Co just just come to, just come to my side and the side of you as, as a younger child who who loved two over three. Uh, yeah, four forced twist. I think is is just as powerful as, as sixes when it comes to me enjoying the game. And Ben, yeah. I'm sorry I took the cheap shot at you a minute ago. It was ah, uncalled fine. for. It's fine, and, and I apologize. It's true though. I play way too many games all <laughs> together with the little time that I actually have, besides from work and doing these podcasts, because I do four of them. 
and three All of right, them well, I ben, actually you, do info work. You you you've you've had to listen a lot a lot of this episode, which is probably nice for you. You don't have to just read all of these terrible names. That's you don't why know how to pronounce any <laughs> of the shows I do patron chats for. It's so nice. One, I don't make sh- I don't have to make show notes, and two, I can ju- we can everyone can just tangent or have rants on whatever topic we're on. <laughs> but it's fantastic. So you've heard you've heard Cubby and myself gush about four, five, and six. If let's say you had a train ride somewhere and all you, nothing was going to work but an old school Game Boy Advance, you're playing six. Six. Okay. Yep. Steve, you playing six? No, because I've already played most of it. I'd probably go four because I'm I'm interested. I'm kind of I've always been fascinated by um, Cecil. Is that how you pronounce it? I think from what I've seen, he seems like a really, really cool character. So that's I'd want to play four. And I've learned not to trust clowns from this episode. Because <laughs> yeah. Klefka is a, is a jester, right? I was, yeah, yeah. Mastodon, Mastodon in the chat had a good point. The Kefka sprite is probably one of the funnier things in all of Final Fantasy. You see, you see his art. I saw his art form before I saw his sprite form, like he mentioned there. And it's it's hilarious when you actually start the game and you're like, look at that little thing. That's That's the big bad guy, huh? <laughs> Because he's like bouncing all so, over the place. Yeah, are so creative in these games. I mean, yeah, the and they and they can get they get more emotional too with with five and especially six. You know, the fact that they can laugh, they can act surprised. Uh, yeah, Kefka being the clown. Everyone says, you know, you talk about Sid. Sid's in all these games too. Sid is uh, the the scientist who figured out how to you know suck the magic out of the the espers to create Magitek. He. His sprite looks like he's wearing a hot dog suit. <laughs> and you'll, I see uh, tons of artwork that really play up the whole hot dog suit thing. You know, there's a there's a great one of, you know, Sid in the hot dog suit laying in bed and Salis is standing over him shoving, you know, fish into his mouth. Why aren't you getting better? Um, oh, my God. That costume is <laughs> brutal. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what we'll, it's supposed we'll to be other than hot dogs. The artwork is not much better. I assume it's like no. a, it's like a, um, a, like a yellow suit, like um, what's the Breaking Bad? You know, I assume mm. it's one of those. Yeah, I'll put Try it not in. to get the yeah. goop on him. I don't know, but whatever it is, it doesn't work. It's not great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it. All right, I see Torn in the chat wants Rubicant to get some appreciation because they heal you before the battle, which I did see mentioned a lot, which is, you know, that's a boss move, but jokes There's, on there's the one boss. It doesn't, it doesn't work out for them. Yeah, you, you've got the one boss. They've got the four elemental fiends, you know, which they don't, they, they kind of get away from that. But Rubicante is the fire fiend. And it's the, he's the la, they're the last one, right? He's the last because one. You, yeah, he, you fight he, the first three. You you fight the first three pretty early in the game. Yeah, and then you're you're just kind of wondering when this last one's going to pop up, and yeah, you just you get more and more like if you're paying attention and you're really following the story. I imagine you just get more and more anxious waiting on the last of the four horsemen types to pop yeah. up. Yeah, it's a it's it's quite a big deal, you know. You 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 think you're going after them, and then you 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 only you only get halfway, and you see you've got to fight his crazy doctor, um, and then you have to go another way up his his same tower. Um, it, it's kind of a head fake too, because you know you're the ninja character Edge gets. Um, uh, gets magic, gets extra magic right before fighting him. He's like so mad, you know, at Rubicante that he gets extra magic and you can't even use it against him because he's basically invulnerable to all elemental attacks um, until he, you know, opens up his cape like, you know, some, I don't know, some weird uh, whatever <laughs> flashes you and he does his ultimate attack. Um, that's the only time you can hit him with, um, you know, water spells or ice spells right but you don't want to because he's gonna wreck you with his ultimate attack um but he is it is the really cool one that that heals you you know right before fighting him so he's like fight me at your at your strength you know 
Hmm. Torn also mentioned that it's nice that you start out as a villain in four, yeah. which is a nice uh, story element. But in in the in the chat, Cubby had mentioned specifically he he enjoyed how each game had a mid game twist. So that's why we we went with yeah. uh, the Golbez reveal rather than the the Cecil is uh, committing more crimes and then has to climb a mountain to yeah. to make peace. That's right. Also, All right, since Mr. we were talking about Seven earlier, I just want to point out that the, I think the big twist is that you aren't who you think you are. Mm. Not. I don't think it's the death. I think it's the... You're, you're a different character, basically. You're right. The... The Zach Cloud relationship. Yeah, exactly. You're. I feel yeah. like spoiler. I feel like spoil. Like if you're listening to this, know that spoilers are potential. <laughs> yeah, um, like it cast. is what it is. Um, yeah. For a thirty-year-old. Yeah, it's the game. whole. That's that's the big. That's the big reveal. It's why Cloud goes crazy and he's in the chair, and you get to have Sid as your party leader for a little while. It's when I stop enjoying the game. Yeah. <laughs> Did you play Seven Cubby? You just went. Hmm, I like you. I haven't know. finished it. I haven't finished it. Um, Hopefully you got to that point. <laughs> I haven't, but I knew it happened. Oh, okay. Right. I haven't gotten there, but yeah, I, I know the story. How can you not? And, and someone still but, needs to that, finish the remake. Yeah. The Dementors get you, whatever. You have... Oh, man, did we miss spoilers in the chat? What happened? Oh, uh, Mastodon's talking about uh, the court gesture uh being a thing in the new jedi order series oh mm. well thanks i'm glad i'm glad that ben said the spoiler out loud on the podcast so people that weren't <laughs> listening to the chat they also got the spoiler well done <laughs> benny <laughs> that was rude I, I, uh, i'm a star wars I, fan i don't even know what jedi order is what is that it's a game series the oh it's the one with the guy from shameless yeah uh, Kyle Custis. yeah. Oh, that's called Jedi. With Order. uh, it's Cameron Monaghan. Yeah, but I, he's the Mastodon. But uh, he, uh, Mastodon's talking about the Legends books for the New Jedi Order series, which the New Jedi Order was Luke's Jedi Order series, or his Jedi Order after the fall of the Empire. Uh, okay. And, well, whether it's that court gesture, okay. um, you know. The Joker from Batman or Kefka, we've learned don't don't trust clowns. Yes, just don't. Yeah, and don't trust. I, clowns. I agree. The Kefka sprite is one of the best. I love that. Um, so when you play six the next time, look at it as like an opera, and they're trying to get the people in like the very back row to see what's going on. That's why like their face, like they they turn and like look at you, like when they look at the screen and they do like the crazy facial emotions. Look, think of it as like an opera and like they're putting on a play and I think that really adds a lot to the game too because the first time I played it I just thought it was like they were overdoing it and they were being ridiculous and then I don't know where I heard that but somewhere I'd heard it they were doing it like a play and yeah. that's why they over exaggerate everything and, and after that when I played through it it all it all kind of made more sense the way the characters acted yeah it's all the pre voice acted games all like they're all very very animated like in seven they all raise their hands like that you know go and fall or whatever it's just how they have to it's what's the, it's what they use to display emotion or whatever because they weren't able to say it so they had to if they're outraged they had to act outraged so it's a lot i love of how you mentioned the opera tray because that's of course one of my favorite scenes in, in all of six is when you actually get to act in the opera uh, well, I mean, that's why I said opera. I, yeah. I, I feel like I, I, I feel like that that's included in the game. Uh, it's not a coincidence that it's there. I think I think that. that's part of it. Um, but so it sounds like I know you said growing up four was your favorite. Mm -hmm. A minute ago you said four was your favorite. It's not your favorite now. What is your favorite game now? My my favorite Final Fantasy now is six. Um, What's your favorite game? And. <sighs> <laughs> it's not a Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, not Final Fantasy. Just what's yeah. your favorite game? You can, then you we'll can get probably, into six. You can probably tell from my uh, from my username that um, I'm also a big Legend of Zelda fan. So um, my favorite game of all time is actually from 
the SNES period as well. It's it's a link to the past. Uh, That's a good one. We got under Trey two weeks ago for not having have ever played Majora's Mask. <gasps> so oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's a game you need to like. I've played. I played a lot of the Zelda and games. Played it. <laughs> Y'all ready for me to offend some people? I have never played more than two hours of any Zelda game. Oh my! Wow. God. I've never been a Nintendo guy. I've been a. I, I mean, I had this. I had the Nintendo and Super Nintendo. But then I went to PlayStation, and I've been a Sony guy ever since. How have you not even accidentally played Ocarina of Time? Everybody's played. I mean, that. I played it a little. That's the one I played a little. Like I played it a little bit, but I never, like, I never played and beat it. Oh man, the one Zelda game I have not played is Skyward Sword, and that's because I, I mean I played it, but never owned it because the controls were complete garbage. <laughs> because the, the Wii. Is that the, the one? Yeah, the Wii on was Switch. Bad. They they solve a lot of those. Yeah, uh, I've seen that. Yeah, it's still. I haven't beat it yet. It's still. It's, I, I see. I see. It's still janky because it's. Yeah. They couldn't like completely yeah. redo the combat system. Was it Twilight Princess the on the scenes? Or, or spectacular uh, Twilight now. Princess was originally GameCube. They okay. did a re- They did like a port to the Wii. Yeah. Um. But honestly, it's better on the GameCube. I can imagine. Yeah, that's the Wii is not the system for for Zelda. No, for sure. It wasn't yeah. the system for most things, unless it's Wii Sports. But that's that's, that's my opinion. Anyway, uh, we are close on time. So, any final thoughts before we end the show? Um, I know Steve and Steve, you've been. You like me? You've been quiet. I'm, I know I'll play six. You'll play four. <laughs> I'm glad Trey got to gush about <laughs> four through Yeah, this is Trey's just, episode with uh, with Cubby. Listening so. to us. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I have been playing 15, and I just I listened to y'all whenever I was away, bashing 15 again. And I gotta say, I'm coming around now that I'm replaying it. Um, I went in with very low expectations based off my previous experience. But now I'm giving it more time, and I'm really enjoying it. So I look forward to giving you more updates on my enjoyment of 15 as I get further in. Trey, Love we... the Patreon chat. That's my final thought. <laughs> That's fair. Can't wait for the next one. And um, before we end the show, Cubby, where can people find you? Oh. Yeah, you can't really... <laughs> I'm, not really uh, I'm not really all that busy on... Um... On social media, at least not under the Hylian Cubby uh, terminology. Um, so you'll, if anything, you'll see me show up on uh, on on various Twitch, you know, Twitch streams, whether it's you know yours or, um, you know, I do want to shout out some friends of mine who uh, have another podcast. One of them, uh, Mastodons, was is on here. Uh, it's games we grew up with. Uh, Great podcast. You'll see me on their on their uh, chats sometimes. They have a bunch of Final Fantasy episodes as well. I think they did three episodes on Final Fantasy VII alone. <laughs> so well, I know what I'm uh, listening to tomorrow. Oh yeah, they're um, they're they're great. They're they're kind of my uh, one of my first uh, real podcasts that I got to um, got to know. So thanks for joining. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for joining us this month. Thank you for being a patron. And um, everybody, if you want to join these episodes, join us on uh, patreon.com slash Final Fantasy Lorecast. And thank you for listening to the Final Fantasy Lorecast. And may the crystals guide you. Thank you for listening to the You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can find us on Twitter at FFLorecast, and you can email us at FFLorecast at gmail.com.